So, Dude, man, you know what would be just delicious? Okay, what? Is if we could get the women of the click. Oh, the talk? It's no, be like, that wouldn't be delicious. Is no. it like, it's going to be like that. Jacqueline and. No, it would be great. That was an excerpt from my Think Like a Man shortened episode back in March. On it, I had a provocative conversation with show regular Yolanda Cochran about a comment I had made on one of my women in film episodes that rubbed her the wrong way. At the end of a great discussion about whether or not women should quote-unquote act and think like men in order to get ahead in the movie business, she made the suggestion to get together a group of her women friends in the business to add their two cents. Well, you would and have... saying Jungle I, Fever I where all the sisters yeah, are around talking about... You'd have a lot of sisters that, like black women that are working in the industry. Yeah. Share, I like the I, idea, yeah. Race and, and uh, sex. Uh, yo, let's talk about that later. Race and gender. Let's, uh, I actually really like that idea. Well, I'm happy to say that as of the taping of this Radio Film School update, I'm on the tail end of my trip to Los Angeles to record that discussion. And wow, what a discussion it was. But we did more than just record what will be a new series on the podcast. We also brought in a film crew, and later this summer, we're going to release a short film documentary series centered around that discussion. And believe it or not, I've already cut a trailer. I'm actually kind of proud of myself to have cut one so fast. So check it out. I then had a female producer who called me on the phone, and she was from another studio. And she said to me, you're more valuable than you think. And I go, what do you mean? And she said, when I interview girls, they often take the first offer. Well, I could travel till my feet were sore, till my knees were weak. I feel like it's unfortunate to suggest to a woman that she should be other than herself in order to get ahead. What I see And she said, 95% of the time the women come in and they say, thank you, thank you, I'm so grateful for the job. And the men come in and they negotiate hard for the higher pay. It didn't bother me when I first looked at it. Yeah. You know, to me, it just looked like a comic book come to life. So right there, that took the sting out of it for me. Sure, sure. Here's the problem. In a world where domestic violence is so huge, you are saying something to those women when you put up that image. You're saying that you're not sensitive to their plight. On The Walking Dead, and I have watched every single episode, I'm a fanatic all the women and there are a ton of women in the walking dead Mm -hmm. and they're over 40 Mm -hmm. and they're all different shapes and sizes i look at the show and i'm like yes Mm -hmm. yes they're not all covered in makeup and this and they are badass you're constantly negotiating the point to be aggressive to get your point across but also be understanding and nurturing in the way women are sort of expected to be If we are to act like a man and be more aggressive, we are then automatically put in the, oh, 
that's a bitch. Once exactly. you start acting you're, like a exactly. man, you're, you're penalized for acting like a man. Because we are not inherently male in the way we act, and we shouldn't be. But women should have that amount of confidence and expectation so that they're demanding the things that men demand, as opposed to acting like a man. And as an individual coming into the industry and you're trying to make a decision on what story to pursue, make it authentic, but also make it something that's not being done, you know, a thousand times over. But I think that stuff rises to me and, and pops to me when people find a way to speak their voice really clearly. And I think you're certainly not going to do it by chasing trends or chasing what you think is going to mm, be. Right. That's the way to not do it. When I was crying in my lunch because I'm working at a dance academy, oh my God, I'm like, ah, this is as far from the film industry as I can get. But every job that I had has literally spoke to what I am today and what I have to offer in a writer's room. It's not just an entertainment related issue, it's a world issue. And if we were more caring about each other and the people who worked with us, then the world would be a better place. Yes, we need to address it within our industry, but it's just something that needs to be addressed worldwide. I'm still finishing up the last tweaks on the visuals, so be on the lookout for the official trailer later this week. This was a phenomenal panel. We had two television writer-producers, one of which was a former showrunner, a feature and television animation editor, an actress, a VP of digital media production company, and of course, our good friend Yolanda, who herself had a 12-year stint at Alcon Entertainment as executive VP and head of physical production. She oversaw such movies as The Blind Side, Book of Eli, The Dolphin Tale Movies, and more. This is going to be a discussion unlike any you've heard about this topic. We got a lot of great content this weekend, and we covered the whole gamut, race and gender issues in Hollywood, what it takes to be the signal in all the noise of video content going online nowadays, and inspiration and insights on how to make it in Hollywood. If you're a female filmmaker, stay tuned to the podcast, because in the next few weeks, we're going to share how you can contribute to the film series with your original work. I'm so jazzed for what we have planned. Because of my trip to film and record this series, we have a much shorter episode today. It's more of an update, actually. Later this week, I will post a short-end episode that was inspired by a voicemail I received last week. Hi, I'm I'm Joe from Chicago. I recently started listening to the show, and I can't give enough of it, so keep up the good work. Um, I am interested in learning more about producing and financing a movie, so if you're looking for new episode ideas, I I would love to hear more about that. I took the opportunity to use my interview of Yolanda for the documentary series to answer Joe's question, but also to talk about the various roles of producers in general. Associate producers, executive producers, co-producers, what do they all do? I guarantee it will be the most thorough answer you've heard on the topic. I should have that up in the feed by Friday. Then next week and in the next few weeks will be the final few episodes of this season before we go into our summer mini-season, including an update on my Mixed in America documentary. In the meantime, I didn't want to totally leave you hanging, so I do have something interesting to share with you today. Please listen carefully. Now, while I was down here, naturally I stayed with JD and Yo. 
I kept my iPhone handy to record various behind-the-scenes discussions about the making of the series. But during a car ride to the Burbank Fries in order to pick up a lavalier mic, we got to discussing one of my past episodes. So let me set this up for you. We're discussing one of the uncut interview episodes I posted, but only for a brief time. It was my interview with Lauren Harantunian, creator of Rocket Jump Film School. It was only up for like a day. Because of the extended amount of time from when I first interviewed Lauren back in October to the time I released the uncut version in April, some of the information in it was outdated. So I took it down, and I'm waiting to hear back from Lauren and her team to see what needs to be changed before I can repost that episode. But it was up just long enough for JD and Yolanda to hear it, and they took me to task on how I interacted with Lauren. Now, I have to admit, a little part of me is embarrassed to even post this discussion. I like to think of myself as the seasoned podcaster and interviewer, as well as someone who can challenge guests, but at the same time balance it with fairness. So, it was hard for me to hear this critique of both my interview style and, in particular, my apparent treatment of Lauren. So why am I sharing it? Uh, well, I guess I'm sharing it for a couple of reasons. First, this show is ultimately about what it means to be an artist. And this season in particular was about finding your voice as an artist. Constructive criticism and critique is crucial in that. And I don't want you to think that I, your host, am above reproach. I too am learning and growing in my craft, both as a filmmaker myself and as a podcaster. But more importantly, I think this discussion speaks to one of those issues related to women in the industry and how men relate to them. Oftentimes, there is no malintent on the part of the man. Sometimes they just say and or do stupid stuff out of ignorance. Or their perception of an issue is different. Or they may not be as sensitive to an issue that a woman might be more sensitive to. And just so happens, I embodied all of those things in my discussion with Lauren. And JD and Yolanda, being the loving, caring, and down-to-earth friends that they are, called me to the carpet. <laughs> all right. So, when I... All right, we're talking about the Lauren Harantuian episode. Right. I understand you guys read from the interview that you sensed that she had an ire about the fact that I was calling it the Freddie Wong Rocket Jump Show. Or giving him more credit when she was the one that created it. Right. Right? It came to him with the idea. I didn't get it. I didn't get, I didn't get a huge, I didn't get a huge, like, oh, she's pissed. Yeah. Like, just I kind of... Like, like you got you picked up on something. Picked I up picked, on something. I picked up on the fact that she said, "Wow, this dude just totally blew me off." Like, no, I created that. I didn't this feel is, like it that I didn't. Yeah, I was, but, but I wasn't blowing her off. I honestly, before I had her on the show, I honestly thought it was created by Freddie Wong. Right. And there's, I it, so the part here's my issue. I don't think anyone wa- watching that promo video would think anything otherwise. Right. Okay? Which right. I think is fair. Yeah. Okay. Totally. So when, when she brought it up, no, this was my idea. Right. I totally admit that maybe I did not... Because when I'm interviewing someone, I'm typing notes, whatever. And so it may seem like, oh, I didn't connect with it enough yeah. or whatever. And I totally get that. And so... But when you... One, the episode was about interviewing her. And getting her take on being a female filmmaker in the business, females in general. And when I interview people for when I just listen, when (laughs) I you couple that with no listen when I interview people for the show, it is not with the intent of having that whole interview be an episode. That was my last podcast. When I interview people for the show. I'm all over the place right. talking about because I'm going to use snippets for whatever. Yeah. Okay. Every now and then, if an interview is really good, 
I'll clean it up a little bit and I'll put a beginning and an ending on it and I'll make that whole interview right. a bonus episode. I understand that's right. how you see it, but your audience doesn't know. They don't make that distinguishment. Of, oh, no, this isn't just the thing he's going to use all around. All right, so then that's a problem on me, brandy-wise. Yeah. 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 So, I, I totally didn't get that. I didn't know. I just thought well, it was episode. But then you didn't listen to the beginning because every okay. time I do one of those... <laughs> Those it's episodes. Like, Every time yeah, I do, say, I, I always say, do "Yeah, I right. say." I remember as that. You, as this is you, a departure from our normal. Right. But well. Again, I would argue, isn't this more of a semantical thing? Because no. like when, well, no, because here's the deal. When I listen to your show, I could give two squirts about whether it's a thing. It's like, oh, here's another 35 minute chunk that I'm going to listen to of Ron's show. Whether now, whether you can distinguish, well, wait a second. Now, hold on, JD. This time it's an interview versus the actual show. Show that <laughs> I don't care. It's a, I'm tuning into Ron's network to your weekly show thing. I don't right. care if it's you say it's this or Santa Claus. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I, what is that to me? I'm an audience member that has, that gives two squirts about what you how you could twist the words to make it fit the argument you're crafting but it doesn't that that's right. the, I, 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 I'm not saying you're wrong I'm just right. saying you have to understand from an audience member but you or anybody who's not running your channel which right. is only you Right or your editor, no one else is really going to lock into that and say, "Oh, I, just, I get it." So this time it's just a long form interview, not the thing he's going to use all around it. You honest? So just, so let me ask you something. If Jimmy Fallon, I'm going back to Jimmy Fallon. Okay, yeah. you understand the format of Jimmy Fallon. He has stand up. He has guests. He'll have skits with guests and whatnot. Right. If he came on and he did a monologue for 45 minutes or however long the show is and half the monologue it was a deep political discussion about Trump or whatever and then the other half of the monologue was talking about you know what happened and he didn't have any guests I, you would say oh this is just another regular Jimmy Fallon show no, no, I don't know the difference but hold up but you answer the question answer yes the question. that's true for Jimmy Fallon but not for Ron Dawson because for Ron Dawson I've tuned into your thing and I don't make a distinguish I, I don't distinguish oh this is just a, a, a jump around thing where he's putting a whole bunch of people together because sometimes you do that and sometimes right. you have just one person and so I'm like to me I, I don't you, Jimmy Fallon has never had a 45 minute thing but you have had one person on your show before before right. her how often do okay. I have that I'm just saying how often but do you I have though maybe I don't know how many times every other month and how many times has Jimmy Fallon had a show he's on every, every night, night. You're, you're on you're on you, you have a show a weekly show yeah once a so week. and how many times have you done that once I, a month you said no Every other month, maybe I'll have. Okay, a so how long? How many months you been? Energy. So at, at a Since number. Since September of last year. Okay, so you were talking about what? Ten times. How many? Ten times. Ten times just a single guess. I mean, I've, I've had times. some riveting. Less than ten times. Okay, eight. Maybe. Okay, so I'm that just saying. So I'm just saying it's see. not beyond pale that someone would think, oh, this is one of those things. It, you missed your. No, I didn't. That's right. Yeah, yeah I think you're supposed I to, to go. go in. No, I have to go under the bridge, the track. Oh, he's right, right. Y'all, no. hey, listen. But hey, mouth back there. Wait, wait. My point regarding the format of the show. Okay, you didn't pick it up. To you, it's all amorphous. Think, it looks the same. I think. I think. Regardless of the format. I understand your distinction. I think, that, I think you're, you're throwing an argument that's almost irrelevant. It's irrelevant. What, it's like, this, I'm gonna, I like this girl. Oh, the little girl, sit down. I want to talk about who made the rules. It's like, it's yeah, no, whole, my argument was that my point of any point. I just this cruel let me irony. Let me finish. Let me finish. I let a female filmmaker. Right. And then you dismiss what she did. I didn't dismiss it. No, I did not dismiss what she did. Here's the response. I did not dismiss what she did. Here's what it is. You're not understanding what I am what you're saying. Here's the essence I am what, of the, I am the what you're problem. Saying. I understand. What? 
I totally get that you didn't know that. I think it's reasonable that you didn't know it. Right, I think right. it would be reasonable so, for any audience member not to know it. Right. But once she said it, your response to her acknowledging <laughs> it was like it was completely insignificant. Right. Like it meant okay. nothing. Like it was I, I, I'd have to appears. go back and listen. I, I, oh, I, you built this. Okay, yeah, whatever. So like, anyway. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I'm big enough That's to, the problem. Okay, I'm That's big enough to admit that maybe... If that if that was the case, I can because that's not in my character to do that. Honestly, right. no, I know, so, I know, of right. course. So, from listening, had I known you, well, because I you know, know you, me. I yeah. know that that was not your intent. Right, I was probably was taking totally notes like, or yes, something, that and that's probably what came yes. to mind. And, and I bring it up because like thinking about your next questions and all those exactly. things. Exactly. But what ends up happening is it for, for her like, and for a general audience. For everybody, like, I would oh, argue. Okay, you created. Okay, so anyways, about that camera. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's how I'm like. Whoa. Like. I was sitting there doing this like, whoa. And I was like, oh, and I was Ron's in his own again. He's like, <laughs> I, I thought you were like looking on the internet or saying like, or t- no, I could, actually, I, okay, I remember making out. notes myself. Boy, that was fun. I hope you enjoy that little peek behind the radio film school curtain. That's all there is for today in this special update episode. But before I go... I would be remiss not to mention the terrible shooting that took place this past weekend in Orlando, Florida. It boggles my mind and saddens my heart that there is that kind of hatred in the world. And I'm usually not one to get into political discussion, and honestly, I find politics so frustrating I barely follow it. But much of the rhetoric that is happening in our country right now is scary and fueled by hatred and fear. The last time that that kind of hate speech was prevalent in this country Whole communities of U.S. citizens were rounded up and put in what equated to concentration camps. My heart and prayers go out to the families and loved ones of the people who were killed or injured in this weekend's attack. And my heart and prayers go out to our country. No matter on what side of the political fence you sit, or whichever faith you claim, I hope we can all find a way to live with our differences and relate to one another in love, and remember the ideals upon which our country was founded. that i remind you if the story sucks i don't care what you shot it with or cut it on see you later this week hmm? ah oh.